This evening I'd like just to look at a few things associated with Psalm 33. One verse, actually in the context that speaks of the Lord over the nations, Lord in control of it, of it all, but it says in verse 12, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. You know, we give honor to first responders. As we've been watching the news, we know those who worked feverishly in Moore, Oklahoma, to rescue the victims of last week's tornado. A little bit earlier, we saw the story of first responders who rushed into danger's way in that Texas town of West, and 12 of them lost their lives in the process. And with a sort of fascination, we watched law enforcement people in, in the Boston area hunting down and arresting a bomber. And we look at them and we think of them as heroes. It's because of them that we have protection in our communities, help when we need it. I know that tonight we are gathered to think especially of other heroes, those who have given so much to protect our land, who defended our land, many of them at the cost of their own lives. We think of those and we honor those who have served and who have come back from serving. Now, I've never been in the military, but I admire those who have been. And I know that when I talk with those who have served or even are serving, sometimes I notice just that extra swallow. I notice them looking with a little bit of pain in their face. And sometimes they say nothing. For you see, those that may have served in Vietnam or Korea, Europe, Iraq, Afghanistan, sometimes the silence that they have is speaking loudly. I really don't want to talk about it. There's that pain, and we honor them for the service they've given. There have been great sacrifices, and it's on... Nights like this and the weekend like this that we think of that. And we thank our God for the freedoms that we have. But I do think that in the process sometimes we are tempted to see the glory of our land. We know that it has been built on the achievements of many people and fiercely defended by many. But then we are tempted to say, look at the glory of what we have done. Isn't it wonderful? Our land is so great. Where do our eyes see the glory? And truth be known, our eyes are captured by the glitter and the, and the glory of many different things. And when we think of battle, when we think of crises like that, we are fascinated oftentimes and we celebrate when there is success and there is victory. 
but we may tend to credit that to superior weaponry or extra human effort. Tonight I would like just to spend a few moments looking at two different songs. One is from the inspired psalmist in Psalm 32, or 33, excuse me. And the other is a silent or a tiny voice that rang loudly at a time of crisis. You see, it was during a time where there were exploding shells and the sounds of battle in the American Civil War. And that voice, seeing what was going around, and in an expression of faith, cast her eyes heavenward to God. Julia Ward Howe saw it all. She sensed the growing tension in the area. She watched those erupting battles of the northern armies and the southern armies. She heard the song that the northern armies were singing, John Brown's Body, remembering John Brown, who was hanged because he wanted to free slaves. Apparently she liked the the music, but she wasn't satisfied with the words. She knew there had to be better words to that song. And so I'm told that in an expression of her faith, she wrote feverishly, by one account, not even looking at the paper as she was writing the words down. And in 1862, the Atlantic Monthly Magazine published her words. And it was the Battle Hymn of the Republic. It was a song that inspired so many. And it's reported that Abraham Lincoln, president at the time, when he heard the song, had tears in his eyes and he asked that it be sung again. But what I find so notable about the battle hymn of the Republic is that its focus is on God, and that is precisely where our focus must be placed. Clearly, if you look at the song, you see the imagery of battle. You hear of soldiers marching, but there's almost no reference at all to any political cause on the part of Julia Howe. She says about God, he is trampling. He has loosed his faithful faithful lightning of his terrible swift sword. He sounded forth the trumpet. It's no doubt in my mind that she saw all of these things, but she saw the glory of her God And so said in that context of her faith, she wrote, and I don't want to quote the whole song, but she said, in the beauty of the lilies, Christ was born across the sea with the glory in his bosom that transfigures you and me as he died to make men holy, let us die to make men free. It's only that last phrase that might have a hint of some political flavor. 
But knowing that it came from a heart of faith, we know that it speaks of the freedom that our God has accomplished through Jesus Christ. And that brings me to the second song, the one that's from the inspired psalmist. And in that song he says, right in the middle, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. In Psalm 20, you hear these words. Some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we trust in the name of our Lord, the Lord our God. And that paints the picture that I think is only even partially captured in this song by Howe. But I wonder what glory do we as individuals see or seek? I wonder what our nation is seeing or seeking. We may look around and we may see and say, look at the glory of our land. We think of our economy, which is coming out of the doldrums, and we see a stock market that seems to be doing rather well. But is that what we're looking at, or what we should look at? I fear that when our eyes are lowered and we see the glory of our land, then the song that I've been referring to earlier is getting rewritten, and it's rewritten in this way. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the United States and land. Her strength and freedom are what have, what have made her fine and grand. Her battles fought, her battles won with blood upon the sand. Our nation marches on. If that's where our eyes are set, then God forgive us, because the psalmist has said, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. He is the one that we are called to give glory to. He is the God of justice, demanding that we look at each other as image bearers, even our non-believing neighbors, seeing them as image bearers, not as objects to be exploited or mistreated, targets of fear and attack. In the Old Testament, we learn that he is the author of liberty and justice for all. That's his campaign, and he invites us to be a part of it. Lately, I've been reading through the book of Jeremiah, and I've been struck by how many times God reminds his people of his salvation and his care. He repeatedly calls them to remember what he has accomplished on their behalf. These were his covenant people, and he had saved them from Egypt. Our land needs to hear that kind of a message as well. And the Battle Hymn of the Republic gives us a good reminder, but there is no clearer reminder than what we find in the psalm. God is saying, when you see this, push your eyes upwards. May your eyes see the glory of our Lord. I believe this calls us 
to pray for our president who and ask that he seek wisdom from the Lord, the Lord of the nations. Our prayers must be for those who serve in our military wings, serving to protect freedoms. Our prayers also ought to be for countless soldiers who are in battles for the fatherless and the poor. They don't wear uniforms. They don't carry weapons. But sometimes I wonder if their battles rank right or up there with the military campaigns. Psalm 33, 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. You see, when we individually and collectively obey God's will, when we recognize him as the Lord of our land, then the glory of our land fades. Well, maybe I should say the glory of the Lord supersedes it. It's that moment when in the eyes of faith, we see our God. We give thanks to our God, the God of heaven and earth. And that's when we sing the battle hymn of the republic. No, I want to change that. The battle hymn of the kingdom of God. So on this Memorial Day weekend, we remember especially the great price that has been paid by many. Some are buried in places like Arlington. Others have come back wounded and some of them forever changed, dealing with stress, dealing with those nightmares. So we can fly our flags proudly. We can thank them for the service that they've given. And God is calling us to set our eyes on the glory of the Lord who is over all. On the pedestal of the old monument to Martin Luther in Wittenberg, Germany, is this legend. If this be the work of God, it will endure. If not, it must be brought down. God has given us this great reminder as we hear these words from Scripture. And it's a reminder that our God reigns, and we are to see his glory. May we follow him in the cause of justice and liberty for all.